Crypto Watch is presented by theconstantinvestor.com. I'm Alan Kohler, and every day my writing and podcasts put the financial world into context with a focus on the issues that matter. Join us today. It's only a dollar for the first month. And now it's time for this week's Crypto Watch. I'm joined now by a commissioner of the Australian Securities Investments Commission, John Price, to talk about cryptocurrencies and ICOs and whether uh, securities or something else, or and is ASIC regulating them? And if not ASIC, who is? Very interesting area. Here's John Price, ASIC Commissioner. So, John, uh, has ASIC uh, decided whether cryptocurrencies are securities yet, or are they managed investment schemes or something else? Ah, so that's really easy. It depends. Um, it, because cryptocurrency is, a, is not a, and ICOs in particular, um, uh, ICOs more than cryptocurrencies. So I'll, I'll deal with ICOs first, and then I'll come to cryptocurrencies. Because well, ICOs, how do you, what, before you before you do that, John? What what's the difference sure. between a cryptocurrency and an ICO? Because an ICO is an initial coin offering, so it's it's the issuing of a cryptocurrency, is it not? Yeah. So the easiest way to think think about it, the most simple way to think about it is. Um, a, a cryptocurrency in its purest form, without bells and whistles, is simply a means of payment through electronic means, whereas an ICO tends to be a token with other rights uh, and sometimes obligations attached to it. So um, in its purest form, a cryptocurrency is, is not a financial product, and so it's not a security and it's not an inter- interest in a managed investment scheme. And it's not a derivative, but I, I do really want to emphasise in its purest form because one of the things you need to appreciate is that um, the law in Australia doesn't really define, or at least the laws we have. So um, cryptocurrency uh, in its purest form, uh, as I say, is just a means of electronic payment, really. Um, uh, so if there are no bells and whistles added, it's not uh, a type of financial product that we'd regulate. So in, in the sense that it's not a security, it's not a derivative, it's not an interest in a collective investment scheme. Now, there is one one um, sort of uh, exception to that around disclosure, and I'll come back to that later. Let me move to ICOs now. As I say, ICOs are, are token-like products, and they often have rights and obligations attached to them. Depending on the nature of those rights and obligations, because these aren't standardised products, um, you need to understand, uh, it may, depending on the structure of the rights and obligations being offered with the token, be a security or be an interest in a managed investment scheme or, or even be something else. Now, to help people work out what what the sort of legal status of an ICO is under existing legislation, um, last year we released a publicly available information sheet, which is information sheet 225, and that provides guidance to entities about what sort of product it might be. Um, There's also an opportunity for uh, ICO issuers, if they're still unsure after doing some of their own analysis, to contact ASIC through uh, our Innovation Hub, And, and our Innovation Hub is an initiative we've had up and running since 2015. And it's really designed to um, help uh, innovative fintech type businesses navigate their way through the regulatory system. And indeed, over the past year, we've engaged with more than 200 businesses or people on ICOs or cryptocurrencies, either through our innovation hub or through our related business units. So people are using that sort of source of assistance 
if you like. But the key point I just wanted to highlight is um, cryptocurrencies are generally not a financial product. ICOs may be a financial product depending on the structure. Now, there is a, an important point around disclosure that I want to mention here. Um, so in Australia, Alan, you're, you're probably aware that um, no matter what sort of product or service you're talking about, uh, you can't make misleading or deceptive statements. Now, if, it, if um, the statement is being made about a financial product or service, uh, usually those sort of disclosures are regulated through ASIC. If the statement is about some sort of other product or service, usually those statements are regulated by the ACCC. Because cryptocurrencies and ICOs really are part of the finance world, you know, rather than the real economy, if you like, uh, we recently talked to the ACCC and said, look, uh, ACCC, if you want to delegate your powers about misleading or deceptive disclosures to us on cryptocurrencies and ICOs, regardless of whether they're a financial product or not, um, we would happily look at some of the disclosure issues uh, that are in the market. So the ACCC has done that. Um, so the, even if a product is not a financial product, ASIC does actually have uh, the ability now to take action if we see uh, statements in the marketplace that are misleading or deceptive in relation to cryptocurrency or ICOs. So I hope that helps a bit. It is a little bit complicated, but you know the, the important thing is um, any disclosure about cryptocurrency and ICOs, ASIC can act uh, if there's a misleading or deceptive statement in there. And in terms of other regulation, cryptocurrencies are generally not regulated by us if it's a pure cryptocurrency. In respect of an ICO, you really need to do an assessment about what sort of financial product it is, depending on the rights and obligations that are attached to it. Does that help? But if, yes, but if you don't if you don't regulate cryptocurrencies, who does? I presume it's not the RBA because they don't think they're currencies at all. So no, does anybody? I mean, is are cryptocurrencies entirely unregulated? Yeah, well, the, the, as I said, the disclosure is regulated because no matter what sort of um, no matter what sort of uh, product it is, you can't make statements that are misleading or, or deceptive. And as I indicated, the ACCC have recently referred to us their powers in this area, so we're able to take action even if a cryptocurrency is not a financial product. If the if the um, disclosure is misleading or deceptive, we can act. So that's the first point. Second point is that um, there, there are, of course, there are other regulations that apply. You know, the, the Income Tax Act applies to profits gained by trading of these things. Um, if you uh, think about cryptocurrencies and anti-money laundering legislation, cryptocurrency exchanges are actually governed by anti-money laundering legislation um, since earlier this year. So yes, there, there are other regulations that apply. Um, but in, especially on the misleading or deceptive disclosures front, ASIC is the frontline regulator and, and that applies to both cryptocurrencies and ICOs, even if those things aren't financial products. You recently told the Financial Review that ASIC is the only regulator in the world with the breadth of powers to, able to, to adequately monitor ICOs. What do you mean by that? 
So I, um, my statements to the Australian Financial Review were, were really um, just pointing out this particular issue. So many regulators around the world are concerned that um, some ICOs uh, fall within their ambit, but not all of them. Um, as I said, that, that was the case in Australia, but what we did is we approached the ACCC and asked the ACCC to give us their powers, delegate to us their powers, so we could regulate the disclosure in relation to these products. Uh, and to my understanding, we are the only regulator that has that, that coverage right across all ICOs in terms of the disclosure. You, you guys so talk to other, you, you, okay, yep. Yeah, so you guys talk to other securities regulators. Uh, you, you should be suggesting that they do the same thing. Surely that's a, not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, so look, I, I have spoken uh, just recently to a very wide range of other regulators, and a number of jurisdictions are quite interested in the approach that Australia's taken. Um, but not all have the ability to, to actually get the powers that that. Um, have been delegated to us from the ACCC. So that, that's a long way of saying, you know, the ability for other jurisdictions to do this very much depends on their own legal frameworks, and that can be a bit complicated depending on the jurisdiction. Is it fair to say that you're getting a lot of inquiries about this stuff uh, lately, this year and, and last year? The, um, I don't know whether you're being inundated with them, but is, is this a, an area of, of great interest to the public? Um, look, I, I think um, uh, ICOs and, and, and cryptocurrencies are a, a great uh, area of interest to the public. And, and what I really want to be clear about is, um, you know, we, we really want to see Australia's innovative fintech environment flourish. And that does mean having a, an open mind when it comes to new ideas like ICOs and cryptocurrencies. But we really do need to make sure that um, there's some base level of regulation here so that it sustains longer-term public confidence. Uh, now, the challenge, I think, with uh, the ICO and cryptocurrency sector is it's pretty well documented that there are a number of scams out there, and, and our real aim, I suppose, is to deal with those offers that are scams, try and deal with them really quickly so we can build confidence in Australia's regulatory framework to allow these new innovative products to flourish in the longer term. That's that's what we're really trying to do. Uh, you know, we, we do get, I, I wouldn't say we're inundated um, with complaints, but we've had a regular stream of complaints recently in relation to a number of ICOs in particular. Uh, and as I say, you know, I think it's been uh, fairly well reported that there are a number of these products that are schemes. And, and so as well as us taking action, I, I would urge consumers to do their homework when they're looking at these sorts of products. I suppose it's fair to say that scams are not confined to cryptocurrencies and ICOs, are they? Oh, of course not. Of course not. But it goes back to my earlier point. I think especially when you're getting a new innovative industry that's setting up, reputation and trust is everything. And um, my great fear is that, uh, you know, the, the whole... Uh, you know, future and uh, and fast growth of, of what is a very exciting and innovative industry is really tarnished by a few rogue operators. That's what we're really focused on on stamping out. And I think you know, using um, the disclosure tool that I've talked about is a good way to do it because with some of these offers that are scams, you can work out 
reasonably quickly that they're scams and, and try and shut them down. And, and that's what we, you know, that's what we're focused on as our go forward. I guess at the other end of the scale to the scams is the um, ASX uh, changing or switching the chess system over to blockchain. Blockchain. Uh, sometime Absolutely. in a couple of years, which and I interviewed Peter Hyam at the ASX just recently, and yes. um, uh, just he described how that's all going, and so they're very excited and interested in using blockchain. So it's clearly um, a legitimate and solid thing, blockchain, and here to oh, stay. Absolutely, and and we we and other regulators have been in discussions with ASX about uh, what's happening with uh, the replacement for Jess and the work that um, digital asset holdings and ASX have been doing. I, I agree, it's very exciting, and, and I've said publicly a number of times, you know, I think there is really great merit in blockchain technology. Uh, but my point, as I said before, it's a pretty simple one. You know, we really want these new innovative technologies to flourish. And so it's important to maintain confidence at an early stage when the when the market's growing, and that does mean dealing, unfortunately, with a few rogue operators in the market, um, both domestically and internationally. You know, that's one of the challenges with these sorts of products that can be offered from anywhere. So to sum up, um, uh, ASIC is in control of it, um, and if it all if it all goes pear shaped, we can blame you. Uh, well, I wouldn't probably have summed it up in the same way. <laughs> um, what, what, what I would say is that uh, we certainly see this as a rapidly growing area. Um, we certainly are mindful of trying to maintain confidence in the area, and we're taking whatever action we can, as I say, to remove rogue operators from this space. So in the longer term, we can really build a vibrant market in Australia. You know, I think these new technologies are the future, but we just do need to maintain trust and confidence in them. That's very important. Good on you, John. Good to talk to you. Thanks. Yeah, thanks very much, Owen, and uh, look forward to chatting with you soon. That was ASIC Commissioner John Price talking about cryptocurrencies and ICOs.